This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Okay, Tuesday. Welcome to another Tuesday episode. What is that? I don't know. I'm What's... just excited to be on the pod with you, chit-chatting about things. We're back. You know, I feel like I'm I'm with you on a Zoom call every day of the week now, these days. Just feels like it's never-ending. I'm having a wonderful time. This week, we talk about my car. We talk about New York City again. We talk, talk about, about lying. I talk a lot about trying to figure out if I'm a liar or not. Yeah, Dipper has another spiral. <laughs> Welcome to the stage, Dipper Spiral. Anyway, enjoy the episode and have a wonderful week, you bags. Forever. Dog. When first choice is a big old bus, you turn around and boom, you end up with us. Our number is two one three five three six nine one eight zero. Our email is sloppysecondspot at gmail.com. Now on with the show. Hi, you sloppy, you stupid little fucks, you nasty little fucks, you dirty little fucks, you dirty, nasty little fucks. It's Meatball and Big Dipper. Welcome to Sloppy Seconds with Meatball and Big Dipper. Big Dipper is now currently showing me. Oh, that's the song. It's the Saweetie video where she's putting a ranch and Crocs in a microwave, and then it comes out with a bunch of, like, hamburgers and hot dogs and corn and stuff on the Croc. Do I want those? Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Is it going to be impossible to get them? Yes. Sure. Remember when the KFC ones came out, and I woke up early, and they had that stupid online thing where you had to, like, check in, and then you waited and waited and waited and waited, and I waited two hours for them to be, like, sold out. Mm. Girl, they sold got out. to go. They got me, and I would have rocked those little chicken, chicken fried chicken Crocs. Girl, Whew. does Sweetie even make music anymore? I mean, shout no. out to her. Whoever is running her, yeah, that's what her like, boy said, right? Yeah, you saw that. She that person needs a raise because they are getting her all the deals. Girl, the McDonald's meal. I don't even like McDonald's, but I was like, oh, Sweetie wants me to get a Big Mac with um, chicken uh, nuggets and fries. Yeah, but did you see that that video of her eating it and being like, "Mm, mm." it's like, I don't even think she eats McDonald's anymore. (laughs) What is the thing with Trisha Paytas and the way that she says, "Mm, mm, daddy, mm." I don't know. I'm not sure we should talk about her anymore. She's she's come under fire again and she's really going through it. And it's that situation where it's like sometimes it's best to just remove yourself from the Internet. But then again, I understand that her whole thing is like. When conflict is happening, she she makes more money. Right, 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 right. And what's interesting about that is it's almost like, okay, not to be a doctor and a psychologist, but it's almost like like a like a codependent, I don't want to say abusive, but dysfunctional relationship. Because the idea what are you saying? Wait, what are you I'm, just, I'm still just eating my breakfast. I've had oh, a very okay. hectic morning. Um, we'll hear about it. Uh, but yeah. it's like it's the kind of thing where you're like, okay, so 
the internet causes you so much drama. When Trisha Paytas is sobbing into the camera and like crying about awful things that are going on with her, I don't think that's not genuine. I think she's actually feeling those emotions and she's feeling that distraught. But I feel like uh, I feel like other people once that happened to them once they would be like okay i need to remove myself from this situation but it's that thing that you said it's like she drives a rolls royce she has a mansion she makes so much money on all of her sites and paid sites and like her whole job is to be on the internet so her livelihood also not to be a capitalist but her livelihood and her expensive lifestyle are all paid from her internet presence so even though she's truly honestly feeling as hurt and distraught as she is, she will always make it public and put it on the internet because it pays her bills. Absolutely. Ab. Sorry, I know people don't. You like don't it care at all. You're like so much more. What are you eating for breakfast that you're so into? No, it's just eggs and avocado and like fake bacon on a piece of sourdough bread. But no, I understand that. But it's like I get that. That's where she gets her attention. But I think that she puts it on. Like, it has to be. You can't, like, live in that heightened state all the time. There must be a time where she, like, logs off and she wipes her eyes and she goes, ugh, another cool mill off that video or something. You know what I (laughs) I mean? Like, I don't believe that she can live in that heightened state for forever. Like, it has to be a setup. And you know what? To be honest, I miss the days of her just sitting on her kitchen floor crying about like tiny things that happened and like eating and mukbanging because she doesn't do that anymore she stopped making videos you know she used to make a video like almost every day of the week and now it's like maybe once a week i think because she's way more stable and she's in like a good relationship it's clearly that not stability because she's still losing her mind I don't know. Let's leave the Trisha Paytas conversation because we don't know about that. But I was speaking to a friend of mine recently who said that they got really upset with someone because they found out that this person was a liar. I don't like a liar. What'd you say? I don't like a liar. Well, this got me thinking because I know that a lot of people who listen to the show have criticisms of us. Uh, specifically my intelligence level and <laughs> the way We're not, that we don't and, need to go there. No, you and I we choose, don't need another spiral. The way and I choose to the way you and I choose to talk to one another. But I was thinking about lying and its relationship to storytelling and being like a person who is an entertainer. Well, yeah. So think about I think about talk show interviews mm-hmm. and how. The people in those interviews, they tell the they'll tell Jimmy Kimmel like what stories they want to tell. Right. And they'll get all set up to do it and but they'll embellish the story because it's like it's for entertainment value. Like I would be horrible in a talk show because you have to tell a story in three sentences. Yes. Oh, and I God. can't do you, that. Yeah, you would fumble. And they <laughs> <laughs> But like, okay, so you experienced a rat. Yes. In <laughs> oh yeah, during our New last York. Tuesday episode, I was living, loving it, saying like, "I feel so good. I love <laughs> New York." And then, like, literally took a nap, was starting to get ready to go out that night. And when I woke up from my nap, I heard a little rustling, mm-hmm. and I looked out, and out of the corner of my eye, I saw a little black thing go by, and I went, "Oh my god, Deb, what are you doing in here?" Thinking it was a cat. 
thinking you were at home because you I thought I was at home and then I was like, I'm not home. And then I looked closer and it was a giant rat. And it ran across the bedroom and then it ran into the kitchen. And then I could hear it scurrying around in the garbage for close to an hour. And the whole time it was doing that, I was packing my suitcases. I was getting ready to leave. And it, it had chewed a hole through the wall, through the drywall. I mean, welcome to New York. Welcome, welcome to, to New, New York. York. Rats are well, waiting for you. Um, Everyone's like, wait, but didn't you used to live there? Didn't you used to get rats? No, we had a mouse one time in like seven years I lived there. I had never had a rat. And this thing was a rat. It was a big old you, rat. To you, the rats are taking over. Yes, New absolutely. York. When I was walking home, and I guess I texted Nicole too while I was out that one night. And I was like, I guess I was always just so drunk that I didn't notice how many rats <laughs> are in New York. Well, it's like what in that film, uh, in the great film opus Ratatouille, when the lady like opens the kitchen door and all the rats are like in the room and they like look back at her and she's like, <gasps> and then gets her gun. The Remember thing the about, opening of the film? No, I never saw Ratatouille. The thing about what? this rat what? is what? that it couldn't sit on my head and direct me. It was bigger than my head. It okay, was a so big rat. This is... Uh, this is what I was talking about when it comes to lying, right? Yes. Because, like, there is a version of that story where the rat gets bigger. And there's a version of that story where, like, the hole is chewed out. And I think normal people... Okay, so but you know when you But here's the you're... thing is, I have a picture of the hole. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. But and the guy, even the guy, the Airbnb guy goes, must be a big rat if it chewed that hole. And I was right. like, yeah, it must be a big fucking rat. <laughs> Did they give you your money back? Yes, he gave me a full refund. And then, ooh, should I say it? He gave me $500 to still give him a good review. Okay, work. I mean, because he and was I said my in- silence can be bought. What I'm just like, I'm breaking my silence right now. Yeah, but you're not saying you're not linking the link to the Airbnb is in the podcast description. <laughs> it's a cute Airbnb. I wish you the best if you end up there in Williamsburg. Yeah, and then he's gonna like board up the thing, and I mean, overall, you would say the customer service like he can't control a rat chewing through the wall. No, and that's what I told him. I was like, it's not your fault. That I mean, it's New the York. Mutant baby. rats are taking over. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break. We'll be right what? back. What already? Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to eat in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. When my fridge is stocked with Factor meals, I'm like... Oh, baby, I don't have to think about this. Mm-hmm. Like, it is so nice. The combinations are so good. I am a meat eater, but the vegetable options, there are so many. Like, I remember I had like a, it was like a mushroom with pasta and like a cauliflower rice. And I was like, the mushroom is filling. Like, there's plenty of uh, portion, there's plenty of vegetable, and there's plenty of flavor. And I am usually sort of not a microwave person. Mm-hmm. Very cool. 
that this quality of food can just be heated up in the microwave. And so fast. I also love it because I am a, a very much into ordering delivery. I and know. now having all the food there, I can kind of pick what I want and it's ready in two minutes. I don't have to wait an hour for stuff to get delivered. And these are way healthier options than ordering delivery. Completely. And when they have multiple things in them, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, if I cook for myself, all I'm going to eat is the biggest bowl of pasta you've ever seen in your life. But this is oh, like, yeah. you get a little pasta and the chicken and a vegetable all in one dish. Looking for gourmet meals try meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon shrimp truffle butter broccolini and asparagus and factor meals eliminate the hassle of prepping cooking or cleaning up all you got to do is heat up and savor the good stuff customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need pause to reschedule deliveries that suit your lifestyle and we're celebrating earth day all month long with factor look out for the earth month eats badge on the menu items for their lowest carbon footprint meals head to factormeals.com slash sloppy seconds 50 and use code sloppy seconds 50 to get 50 percent off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code sloppy seconds 50 at factormeals.com slash sloppy seconds 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. That's a sleigh, baby. And we're back. So, not to be the uh, is that an offensive term now? Beat a dead, dead horse? horse? Don't call PETA. Okay. Um, not to just like, From, you know, talk, the, like keep talking this out, but I'm just curious. Like most people have go-to stories. Like, oh, they're at the family reunion and the mom's like, tell the story about the, the bees when the okay. bees came and What's stung everyone. Story? You know what I mean? Like people have these stories. And I think over time, as you tell those stories, like – you find out where people laugh. You see what is successful about the way you tell the story, and it starts to become you're like, oh, you've got that great story about your friend Robert from high school. Tell that one, right? We all have that. I think mm-hmm. as people who entertain, who do stand up, who get in front of an audience, like we we analyze that a little more. And I think those stories get embellished more and more. Where are you? What's the point? What are you trying to get to? I'm saying that I think that because I'm a people pleaser, whether I'm on stage or not, I begin to like embellish stories. Like by the third time I tell the story about how I was driving home and I almost hit, you know, a cat that was running across the street or, or, um, how I got locked out of my apartment. I had to like crawl in through the window by the third or fourth time. I'm telling that story. You couldn't fit through a window. (laughs) A bay. It was a bay window. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like it's in Bella and then I'm, I'm sweating and then I'm a superhero and I'm jumping off the roof and I'm doing, and I'm like, am I just like prone to lying? I don't consider that lot. Like that's embellishment. What did I freeze? No, I'm just oh. saying you don't consider that lying. It's I don't not consider the truth. Me, like, I was like a superhero crawling through this. You said, like, "Where is this going?" I was Superman and I pretended to land inside a window. But see, now that was all true. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing. So I also feel like if sometimes, like the, I don't think that that's a lie to embellish a story. I mean, I, tr- I try not to 
do that as much anymore. I used to just be like, I used to go off on a tangent. You just lie. It was like a lie. Okay, but so now here's I'm like, perfect... people can ca- people will catch you in a lie if you're lying. But so here's just a tell great the example. truth and embellish like little portions of it to make them funnier. You say that you got arrested for assaulting an officer. That happened. But what did you actually do? Because when I slapped I hear... his hand away from my drink. Right. When I hear assaulting an officer, I hear like, I knew that was a police officer and I punched them in the face. No, they charged me with assaulting an officer because I was. Oh, so the cops embellished. So the cops embellished. Yes. Because they're cops. Are you taking notes? You've written down notes? (laughs) No, just thinking about. I don't know. I don't know. I think if you change the history of the story, then that's lying. If you change details of the story, but I think it's different than embellishing details of the story to make it a better story. Mm. It's not like I didn't hit the cop and he just like arrested me. I hit the cop. I I I, slapped his hand. I've just been thinking a lot about, um, I've been listening to true crime podcasts. Mm Mm-hmm. And you know when they're like... Oh, so you're like me now. You like to hear about a murder. But you know when they're like, they're like, they like interview someone five years after and they're like, yeah, I remember when I was pulling out of the driveway, I noticed a person with a purple jacket slowly walking and I thought that was strange because everyone else was walking really fast. But that purple jacket stood out to me. I'm like, how do you remember anything? You know what I mean? Yeah, that I think that's... Then that's playing on, like, people's memory. That's, like... But I'm saying, like, I don't know that I could actually retell an honest story that wasn't embellished, that my brain didn't fill in the examples. I just think I'd be a bad witness, ultimately. Don't go to court. I also don't have pants, so I can't go to court. You have to wear pants. You have to wear pants. I got out of that jury duty, though. I didn't... I wasn't there for long. But you had to go down there. I had to go down there. I had to put on pants. And, I and what did you say when you went down there? So you know, along the lines of, I don't trust said, cops. Where's Q? Well, I didn't have any of my paperwork. <laughs> so you just made it difficult. So Wait, I made did it very you difficult vote by mail or in person for the mail. California recall? I, ma- I mailed it in like three weeks ago. Mm. Thank God Governor Newsom didn't get... Say it all again. Thank good God, get a grip. Give it a goop. (laughs) Abba-da-boop-bop. Bippity-boppity-boopity. No, I went to vote by mail, but when I opened my thing, the heat had sealed my envelope shut, so I went in person. Ooh, that does not sound like fun. Was it a long line? Oh, no. No one was there. I was the only Because no one was voting. But I will say I was pleasantly surprised by the number because it was a big, big number of Democrats who vote well or of just people who voted no in the recall. Who knows if they were. Yeah, I think we we chose the lesser of two evils and that's what we had to do right now. Well, yeah, I mean, actually, it was the significantly lesser than two evils. I know, Gavin, there's a lot of criticism about what Gavin Newsom has done and will continue to do. But everybody else in this recall was nowhere near equipped to hold that office. You don't think Angeline could have done it? She knows this city inside um, and out. It's not a city position. Does she know about Sacramento? Never. Be- she's never been. Have you ever been? To Sacramento? You know they call it the shack. No, you Is did there a, gig a gay up bar there. I think there? I booked you at a gig up there and you drove up there. Is there a gay bar there? Yeah. 
I think you went up there with Bitch and Abora and shared a hotel room. No, that never happened. Okay. Now, see, now, now you're telling lies. Now I'm telling Now lies. you're on here telling tell lies. Me lies. You can't tell, tell me sweet, sweet little, little lies. lies. Okay, I saw you on the street yesterday in Yes, person. how embarrassing. I was walking. I was and walking. You were walking. It looked like you were having a tough time walking. Uh, uh, oh. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> it was warm. Kidding. Were you on the phone? Yeah, I was talking to my dad. Got it. And I was screaming your government name out across but Los i had Feliz the noise canceling headphones in so I, I didn't really hear anything and i was like did someone yell at me and i like looked over and i was like eh, no and then i saw your chubby little hand sticking I out of your car waving i was aggressively waving seriously and, and then i was like oh great he can drive me to pick up my car but i was late i was meeting but you were, at yep. the park what's new and so i <laughs> i ended up getting to one of the streets and getting on a scooter and riding it Oh, you found a scoot scoot. I did, I did. I'm back on the scooty. Love it. Also, on the way back from dropping off my car at the shop, someone in a big, if this is you, please tell me because I was creeped the fuck out. Someone in a big black SUV was honking at me at a gas station because I was riding my scooter and I had accidentally dropped I had a paper bag with all this cat food and like all my stuff in it and it had ripped out the bottom. So I was like picking up all the shit that had fallen out of the bag and putting it like under my arm into a plastic bag. And this guy at the gas station was honking at me and I like was checking and I was like, I have everything. So then as I was scooting away to head home again, this they honked at me again and I looked over and I could not recognize this person. I could tell they were a fag and then they started <laughs> blowing me kisses. Oh, so just But I was lovely... still like, who the fuck are you? And then I was like, well, at least when I get home, I'll get like some Instagram message or a text message being like, that was me. I saw you on the street. Nothing. Oh. So I wonder that's who you. it was. Me Was it too. a nice SUV? Uh, it was a Ford. Okay. It looked new-ish. It looked like within the last five years. Okay, well, you got some fans out there in the world. Um, You know what? Thank you to everybody at Bushwig who came up and told me how much you enjoy the podcast. That was really nice. I was not expecting it. Even the group of people that I was with was like, does that get annoying? And I was like, honestly, no. Like, it's so nice to hear it from people because all I ever get is like negative critiques on the internet. So it's like (laughs) nice when someone's like, I'm a big fan. Truly. In person, to my face. I will say um, what what I think is interesting, what I realized that... Well, no one was saying they liked you. It was all, I love you. Oh, on the, yeah, gotcha, so, gotcha, so gotcha. I guess that. what I was thinking was because the podcast is so stripped down, is so sort of an honest version of ourselves on, like, recorded, mm-hmm. it feels like more than... I like that dress you were wearing that someone else made. And I like that wig that Fina styled. Yeah. And I like that your performance was great. Oh, that song that you already know and love because a pop star. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like they can still love you as a performer, but like compliments on the podcast is really nice because it's just yeah, like, you it's like being an you. unedited version of who I am, which is it feels better than. Yeah, you're right. I agree. So you're lying now because you said unedited. We do edit. We do edit a little. We do edit. We do give it a little zhuzh here and there if I say something inappropriate. 
And you, you know, you as a person are never one to say something inappropriate. Absolutely not. Remember the, but we did do a fully unedited episode and that was a cute time. That was really fun. But let's be honest, we did edit one thing out. What, oh, right at the beginning because we named names. Uh-huh. And we couldn't but do But I can't help it if I forget someone's name or if I remember it or if I decide to name somebody something. Anyway, I think right now would be a great time to go to a break. And then we could take phone calls. Okay. And we're back. Ooh. You... <coughs> Ooh. Got a little Did... piece of fake bacon stuck in my throat. <laughs> I will say, if you're trying to eat not bacon in the morning, I think Morning Stars fake bacon strips are pretty good. They get crispy. You have to put them with something. You can't eat it straight like bacon. But if you put it on a sandwich, it gives you the crunch. It gives you the salty. It's good. Morningstar has been around for a while, right? As a company? Absolutely. But uh, some of their things, I think, actually contain... I know. Are, it's not all vegan. Some of it's just vegetarian. So, like, their morning sausages contain milk, I think. They won an award from PETA in 2014. Well, good for them. That that could mean something. Can Are we middle? all excited for the Dragula reviews that we're going to be doing in a couple weeks? I oh, was just... Oh, what? what? More about me on Tell. October 8th. Yes. I can finally talk about it because the trailer is out. I am in one episode of a new show on Netflix called Pretty Smart. Yeah, I'm in episode four. It comes out on October 8th to a streaming service. Go watch the trailer. It was a wonderful experience to be a part of. I am in drag for half the episode, and I am out of drag for the other episode. Wait, 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 wait. Are you in the trailer? No, I'm not in the trailer. Well, my hand is in the background of one part. Okay. But I'm not in the trailer. (gasps) Meeple, this is so exciting. You are literally on a Netflix show as an actor. As an actor, not as Meeple. It's so exciting! But this is that thing that I auditioned for like a million times. I did not get the lead role, but they did like me enough to bring me back for a smaller This is really fun. Part. It looks really good. Like it like the like it looks so HD. Not <laughs> Okay, but can I ask is this the group of the main actors? Yes. And yeah, I was you... supposed to I auditioned no. for the one on the far right. Girl, look at these are twenty year old fucking twink models. Baby, what I made it doing? all the way to uh, to auditioning in front of the network execs. I made it all the way to the top, so I was doing something right. You wiggled to the top, wiggle, wiggle to the top. And Meeple, they're all this they're is all so wearing exciting. a lot of makeup, and so was and, so, and you will see. So am I. You will see, and so am so I. So am I. They also put me in a sweater, and I was hot that day. They had to hot. turn the. AC on in the studio until everyone else was cold and I stopped sweating. Oh it was a God. good day for me. I love that. Also, we should just talk about we have our live show coming. Oh, up. we have a live show at Executive Suite. Executive Suite. I'm in so Long excited. Beach. I'm very excited. I heard that Robert, the guy who runs Executive Suite, who is the coolest and nicest guy ever, is actually very excited for us to be there. Yes. Um, it's going to be a double feature, so it's very that. And 
What are you? What are you? I've just logged into the Eventbrite. We announced it yesterday. We already sold a bunch of tickets. Yay! So yeah. come on out. Executive Suite is really fun. Um, the first show is at seven, and then that's very that. Mm-hmm. And then our show is at eight thirty. You can buy a double feature ticket, which is twin. How much is that? Twenty four. $24, or you can buy individual show tickets, which are 16 May I suggest just buying the double feature and making a night out of it? Yeah, because what Robert told me is that if we, like, sell out the show, then the food people will come. Oh, and the food is good. Yeah, it's yeah, the yeah, burrito yeah. people that are in the back. Ooh, yeah. ooh, ooh. And so they make, basically, ooh. basically, the vibe is um, if you get your double feature ticket... You will uh, show up. You'll get a little table with you and your friends. You can order. Uh, they have good burritos and good tacos, and the quesadillas are lovely. All the good food. And it's food. waiter and waiter service. The bar is open, table service, whatever. And then Raja and Delta will do their show, and then we'll take a little break and kick out all the people who don't have the double feature ticket. And I'll be doing that personally. I will and- personally be spanking. <laughs> I'm bringing a paddle. And then we'll do sloppy seconds after. Um, I'm just so excited. I feel like it's just going to be such a fun night. And, you know, it might be ooky spooky because we will be getting ready for our Dragula reviews. It's also Halloween time, so we're calling it Creature Double Feature. Mm -hmm. And um, Meatball, we, like we usually do, we do normally book a guest. Ooh. So we need to figure out who we're going to book. Yeah. Um, voicemail? Voicemail. Also, in other me news, I don't have any Halloween gigs. So if you're listening to this right now and you want to book me, oh, all yeah. of October is open. So I is there is there a reparations? Get... Could you go do a Nikki Jizz? You should I go back to something. San Francisco. I am going back to San Francisco for Folsom Weekend. I will be there the 25th and 26th or 26th and 27th of, of this month. September? Yes. Oh, okay, work. So if you have any well, fun daytime me stuff the, to do at Folsom. You'll, you'll catch me on the cover of Gloss Magazine. Oh, do you want me to grab you a couple? They're mailing me some. So I'll grab a couple and burn them. <laughs> they, they sent me an email. They were like, hey, the interview you did is going to be on the cover. Do you want? And I was like, oh, cool. And then he sent me the cover. It's these like beautiful models being like in leather for Folsom weekend on the cover. And then there's like a tiny little picture of me like interview inside. And I was like, oh, <laughs> this is. Not, oh, you didn't. I like, thought I was going to be the cover I girl. Didn't make the cover. That would have been, but you know what? You've already been on too many it. covers. You've already been on too many covers. Okay, work. Have you seen the TikToks of um like mechanics opening up panels and walnuts pouring out of cars because the squirrels burrow in and leave all the walnuts? They opened my hood. Sorry, I'm eating everybody. <laughs> they opened my hood and there was a bunch of the um because you know my street is palm like lined with palm trees. There was a bunch of those nuts right. sitting on top of the engine. And oh, she was like, so someone brought those so, inside. They were like, there's a squirrel or something hoarding its stuff in your engine. And I was like, well, when I used to live on Skid Row, there were rats that lived in my engine and they ate my engine apart. Because the Ford engines used to be made with a soy-based wiring coating. Which so was it- technically edible for rats and animals. <laughs> so they would eat your engine. 
Ooh, is that sex talk? Oh, girl, eat this. Oh, eat this fucking engine. Ew, not fucking. Okay. Us just complaining about my car and then like being booked on a tour and not getting. Like, what is wrong with me? I should be happy that I'm at least doing stuff. You're alive, honey. You're alive. I'm alive. Hi, I'm calling from Dublin, Ireland. No idea if this is going to get through. We love to roll the dice. Um, I've been living for all of the Jesse J discussion recently. Um, and I have to point out that when Jesse J went to China to do that reality TV show, Singer, the whole premise of that show is that it's already famous singers who are like famous in their, well, mainly China, who go there to compete. So, like, she did have some kind of fame. Like, that's kind of why she went. Um, also, like, I think she has, like, personal beef uh, with the college that I went to. I went to Trinity College Dublin, and there's, like, this big story from before I went there where, like, she went up on stage and was really horrified at everyone being drunk. I haven't really looked into it, but, like, everyone in my college used to say, like, we hate Jesse J. Anyway, uh, hope you're having a good day. Enjoy. Here's the thing. I'm going to stand by my original statement. I don't care if it is a TV show for celebrities to go compete on. She is still a who. <laughs> who behavior. That All is who behavior. Down in Whoville. Had she gone on to America's Got Talent or whatever The Voice or whatever Ariana Grande is doing, that is themy behavior. Because it's like, I'm already so established, let me collect my $5 million an episode or whatever. Pop they are not star, competing. Pop star Jessie J has said she was shocked to see many people so drunk they could not even stand at a university gig. The singer tweeted Welcome shortly to after, university. coming off stage at Trinity College in Dublin, that it was probably one of her hardest gigs to date. She said girls were unconscious and people were literally trampling one another. Jessie J does not drink because of a medical condition. You know, it makes sense to me that she has never she's never drunk or like faded the singer who was recently voted as the bbc sound of 2011 okay so this is a little dated later posted i'm not upset they weren't all listening i'm upset to see so many young people so out of it i'm not used to it it's hard to sing when i just wanted to go into the crowd and help all the crying girls who were being squashed that's hard I don't. I was shocked at how intoxicated fun. they were, and I was genuinely worried for them. Okay, well, caller, is your um, university just a big drinking spot? It's basically the Arizona state of the. Where did you say he was from? Ireland. Work. Okay, let's listen to another one. You get that? Because Arizona state is a mess. Hi. Hey, did you get that joke? Um, my name's Abby. Big fan of the show. I Hi, Abby. need to give an update on a voicemail I left another day because I think it's just really great evidence about they how it, don't terrible um, straight men are. Uh-huh. But anyways, so when I called in, I had gone on two dates with this guy who said that he really liked me and wanted to see me again. We hooked up. It was great. Then I went on a work trip to California. He ends up ghosting me. But he still had my Tupperware from a date when we cooked together. And so I was annoyed because I wanted my Tupperware back. Tupperware is expensive. And so after he hadn't texted me for a week, I was like, hey, if you're going to ghost me, 
can you at least give me my Tupperware back? And so he texts me back and he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I left it outside of your apartment. And what? I get home and there's this note inside this Tupperware container that says, Abby, I'm really sorry I ghosted you. I hope you can find one person who will value your time more. I really enjoyed watching Legally Just Blonde and learning your culinary skills. So, yeah, that's what it's like dating in your early 20s as a straight woman. Okay, bye. Abby, there's I a really lot to unpack here. I really Not enjoyed watching Legally Blonde and, and seeing your culinary skills. Was that a drag? Girl, I don't know. Okay, here's my question, because I've done a very similar thing, but it was the opposite way around, so it's not similar at all. Okay. But there was a guy that I was seeing who ghosted me, but I had an object of his, and I said, you know what I'll do so that I can see him, is that I will go to him and give him back this thing. Okay. Just to talk to him, just to have the chance. Of course, he didn't answer the door, but I knew it was home. But I, he actually, uh, no, he didn't answer the door. <laughs> but I knew he was home. But I feel like Abby, maybe, maybe he was doing the right thing by like giving you your Tupperware back. But sometimes in a in a game like this with straight men, I feel like it's best just to cut your losses and buy new Tupperware and move on. I mean, it's weird to me that. The ghosting of like, hey, are you around? Hey, are you around? Hey, I haven't heard from you gets no response. But saying, can I at least have my Tupperware back gets a response like that sort of like it's like they're not going to like they won't respond to human emotion, but they will respond to a 50 cent piece of Tupperware that they'll drive across town and like return on your doorstep. With a with a nice note, it's like how hard would that have been, dude? From jump, I w- I would rather just be like, hey, I don't see this moving forward, but I enjoyed eating your um engine and your food and watching Legally Blonde. Yeah, I ate that engine. All right, let's take a quick vroom, break. Vroom, baby. Is it time for another break? Uh huh. And okay. we're back. Did you see that Wicked reopened on Broadway? Yes, and it was wild. I did look into staying an extra day to go. It just have one short day? Two you extra days. It would have been two extra uh, One short, two, two, two long short days <laughs> in New York City. I but the tickets were beyond sold out, like oh, yeah. beyond. They were even like, there's not even going to be will like there's no um, what is that thing where you would line up at TKTS the lottery or will the lottery call tickets? Or they're like, there like are that. no lottery tickets. This is a completely sold out show. Has been for months. This is a completely sold out show. You will be in the bottom two. How about there when you're on a flight no and they stuff. go, it's going to be a very full flight today. So everyone, please put your stuff beneath. And then like I was on the plane the other day and I had an open seat next to me, a whole row next to me. They say that every time. It's going to be a very full flight. You know what, uh, Divas? It's going to be a full flight. So we're going to need you to not act like an asshole. That's why they're saying it. 
What is it with people who act like they've never been on a plane? Class. No class. Let's hear another voicemail. Hi, Sloppy Seconds. Uh, so I'm just leaving from a hookup. Uh. Um, had a really bad night at work, and some random guy on Grinder hit me up and was like, hey, I'm going to come over, 69, all that love. And I'm like, yeah, sure, that'd be fun. <laughs> nice little, you know, toast for the evening. Okay, Anyways, it led into anal eventually, but the guy doesn't have any lube. So he said yeah. he had coconut oil for some reason, yeah. which I was like, okay, I'm horny. I'll bottom with this. Uh, turns out it was coconut oil with little exfoliant beads in it, to which I was not aware of. No, that, um, that, And I only found good. that out afterwards because he told me that I was bleeding uh, from down there. Uh, so I'm driving home. I'm going to go check myself from out my be- from here. Between me down I'm there. I'm going to die bleeding. Goodbye. No, Meatball, you, you spoke over the... he told me that I was bleeding Listen. from down there. So, I'm driving home. I'm going to go check myself out in the mirror, and hopefully I'm not going to die bleeding. Goodbye. He's driving home. From the hookup. Go to an urgent care. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. Okay, that's obviously, listen, virgin coconut oil with no exfoliant beads it's is okay. Great, fine, easy, good lube. That's oil, girl. How did okay, so that's why on, do we that's let cops get person. away with this kind of behavior? Because if it was if it was me and I had girl, touched it and felt it, I'd be like, this isn't going in me. There's something beady on it. I'm assuming that he did not feel it. I'm assuming the top was like, I have this and was like, I'll take care of it. But shouldn't the top also be like, this is uncomfortable for my wiener? Girl, some tops are just, I mean, it's like, it's that meme come to life. It's that meme of like a man standing in a pile of trash and it says tops be like, I can host. You know what I'm talking about? Absolutely. The expectation we put, I spoke on a panel recently about anal sex and there was a lot of conversation about like someone was talking about a bottom diet and a person said, um, well, I don't like to eat for about eight hours before I bottom. And another person uh, on the panel called them like out. four. But another person called them out and was like, don't you see how wild that is? Like how damaging that is? Like just for you to feel confident and comfortable in having sex in a way that feels good, you deprive yourself of food for eight hours. And obviously someone could respond with like, well, you know, intermittent fasting exists like eight hours. If you, if you schedule your food and you have the right intake or protein or whatever, it's like that sort of amount when you're not eating is, is not horrible or it doesn't feel like abusive to your own body, but it is just a wild thing. The amount of stuff bottoms go through and when a bottom is hosting, you come to their house and it's like clean and amazing. And they like clean the, not only their body out, but their sheets and their this and their that and everything. It's like, oh, you've done all this. And the top is like, eh, let me put this like. Let me put my sweaty dick that I didn't wash inside you. Right. And let me put this sandpaper lube up your ass. So while you're driving home, you might be bleeding out your butt and you're calling us to let us let, know about that. But in your opinion, do you believe that, I mean, I believe that the top should host and that the top should have, like, a bevy of things that are bottom-friendly at all times. I, 
I disagree only because I feel like it's the, I mean, whoever can host, literally whoever, whoever wants host. to can host. But I sort of think like, oh, if you're cleaning out, don't you want to like be at your home and then be like, you're doing all that prep work. The other person should have to get in a car and drive. I hate hosting because I don't want someone in my space. I much prefer to go to someone else's place. I know some people uh, like uh, it because they oh, don't have to oh, travel. Oh, what? We didn't talk about it. I finally went and saw your apartment. Uh. <laughs> Speaking about being oh. in your space, and you were dealing with two people on a podcast, so I really just walked around like I own the place. Yeah, I was on a podcast, and I muted myself. I was like overseeing it, and you came over, and you were here for all of 15 minutes, and then you found out your power came back on, so you drove back home. That's the type of thing that we do for you. When my electricity went off, I didn't say we're canceling an episode, play an old rerun, let's do hot clips. I said, let me hot figure clips. out what to do. And I got in my car and I drove over to your house and then I found out literally 15 minutes after being there that the electricity came back on. Okay, so thought. I have a lot of, um, not shame. I just like, I feel like my apartment is that of a 20-year-old and I'm a grown-up and I should like, always have say some- this. I don't know. I mean, element to it. And it's just so, it's just like there's a shelf of stuff. My bike's in the kitchen. There's kind of a couch. Like, we what, also, what do I do? Currently, one, you said you don't like people in your personal space. So Work. thank you for letting me in. Two, um, we are still technically like in a pandemic. Like when the pandemic hit, I st- like kind of stopped decorating because I was like, until people start coming over, it's like, who is it for? Me? So, I don't I don't think I would give you any style advice except for maybe like um less shelf less of your counter space should, in the kitchen should be taken up by pills. What are all those pills? There's just boxes and boxes of vitamins. And, are you in an MLM? Why are there so many pills? Different sizes? <laughs> pills and potions. I'm overdosing. You remember that Nikki song? Yes, I do remember that Nikki song. Um, uh, the pills are pretty simple. There's like a glucosamine chondritin. There's a fiber supplement. There's, um, you know, just Tylenol if you need it. There's Truvada's there. There's a, 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 a like a brain supplement, and then there's the package of the the hair loss stuff that I haven't yet used. Ah. Someone said it's gonna make me impotent. Yes, so you can't be given those. Have you hooked up with that person who has the anal orga- multiple anal orgasms? No, he texted me. I need to text him back. He's I'm trying to get that so busy hole ripped again. Oh. He's trying to get his engine licked. Yeah, well, girl. Well, we did it, Meatball. This has been a wonderful episode. Really talked about me a lot, which I know you guys like. Um, so we're excited for our next guest on Tuesday. If you're interested in, or Friday, if you're interested in listening, go ahead and like and subscribe so you don't ever miss an episode. Don't forget to call with your fuck talk story to 213 Okay. Ooh. That was crisp. You can go ahead and email us at sloppysecondspod at gmail.com. And don't forget to like and subscribe so you don't ever miss an episode. You can follow us on Instagram at sloppypod or Spicy's Meatball or Big Dipper Jelly or me on Twitter at Fat Drag Meatball. And to the one person who thinks that we forgot who, what the Boulay brothers' names are, I did. Goodbye. <laughs> Doodle doot doot forever. Dog. Oh.
To listen to Sloppy Seconds ad-free and one day early, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Sloppy Seconds is produced by Forever Dog and Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom. Hosted by Big Dipper and Meatball. Music, editing, and sound design by William Pitt. Executive produced by Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Joe Cilio, Brett Boehm, and Alex Ramsey. Our artwork was drawn by Christian Cimarroni. And our theme song was written by Mike Malarkey.